Welcome to the shop, a moto podcast with your host, Jake Lowry and Grayson Crumb. What's up, Grayson? What's up? Um, that's my that's my tribute to who? Eddie, man. Tribute to Eddie. Eddie, who? All okay. See, you're like not into. I don't know what you're talking. Who's Eddie? You're not into anything current event. No. Oh my gosh. I stay so, away from all that. Yeah, you don't watch Stranger Things. No. Okay. There you go. I don't have time for that. I got more important well, stuff to do. All, all of our listeners who are actually into current event kind of stuff and... A know, TV show. Um, I mean, it's not just a TV show. It's a series that a lot of people really like. It's really good. Sorry. I like to watch uh, things I'm interested in. Okay, that's my tribute to Eddie. Rest in peace, Eddie. Eddie gave his life. <laughs> and hey, Eddie was rocking that song. To, awesome. Yeah, that's good. That's good. So maybe, good. maybe like all these kids that don't know real rock, they heard that and they saw Eddie playing the electric guitar, and they're just like, "That it, is sick." Forget Young Dolph. Don't talk, don't <laughs> disrespect. Do you, Dolph. do you know who sings that? To, who plays that song? Who? The song that we just listened to. Metallica. Do you know who that is? Yes. Or did you just read on the computer? <laughs> I know who that is. Okay, I, I was gonna say it's. Would be pretty sad if you if you didn't. Yeah. Uh, welcome back to the podcast. Oh, we're podcasting. Yeah, welcome. Oh, <laughs> welcome back. We had a an episode without you. Uh oh yeah. You were in the hospital mm-hmm. with uh. You were having a baby. I didn't have a baby. My wife had a baby. I thought you were having the baby. I'm a male. You know. 
I don't know how that system works, but I just assume babies <laughs> like like a fairy comes and drops a baby off and So you're still in the realm of like my kids of yeah. you have no idea really how babies get here. Yeah, the the fairy okay. comes and mm-hmm. drops them off and you just have a lot of fairies drop a lot of babies off and yeah. and you're taking them in. That's yeah. super nice of you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was uh I was uh, out a few days last week for the, well, it's been a week and a half. Two, yeah. It's been two weeks. Week and a half. Two weeks. She's two weeks old. Oh, yeah. T- no, not quite. Today's Wednesday. Two weeks old tomorrow. Yeah, I guess it's been exactly two weeks because I did it the day she was born. Yeah, so. Me and me and Jeremy Shaw. So, yeah, if you didn't like that episode and you really don't want to see one with just Grace and Ever again, please please comment. Let us know. that. No. Hey, drop in the DMs. Uh, so this is our first episode that's hopefully going to be live on YouTube. Do you want to wave to the YouTube fans? No. Hopefully, if we even have any. I'm probably ugly. And... Uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully that works out and this actually makes it to YouTube. If not, our listeners will be like, yeah, they technical difficulties again. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, before we just get way off in, we have a guest for this this episode and. Uh, Shall I introduce him while you're doing that? Yeah, go ahead. Talk about him. Uh, man, I really don't. I mean, he's one of our buddies. One of the, he's. I guess we have like a thing for Shaw's. We have this Shaw. We have Jeremy Shaw from last week. Then we have Brandon Shaw, who we're getting on the phone. No relations. He's the PBMX owner. It's not working. Father. Is it? Yeah. Can you hear it? Hey Brandon, can you hear us? Yeah, man, I got you. All oh. right, awesome. You're you're live on Shop Moto Pod. There we go. There oh, we go. Nice. Yep. Finally, huh? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, man. About time. About time. Yep. How's everything going today? Uh, Y'all swinging some KTM's? Uh, no, actually, yeah. well, we did sell one KTM and one Beta, so kind of it's fifty-fifty right okay. now. There we go. All right. Yeah. Good. So two happy customers. Set That's up. good, man. We uh we're ready for a, a sixty five. Yeah, well so we, we will be we gotta get we gotta get a head start on that clutch, man. So. Yeah, uh, I got Bladen one, so he hasn't ridden it yet, but he's uh he sat on it. <laughs> and <laughs> okay. He's he's, yeah. he's uh he's ready. He's asked me about it. He's like, When when am I gonna get to learn how to ride the sixty five? And he wanted to learn at the house and I'm like, No, we're not gonna like tear up the yard and watch you like smash into the playset or something <laughs> yeah for sure and i guess we'll need we'll need a press plethora of levers yeah over that time counts. so i'm sure we'll be dumping it quite a bit so how does he fit on there like, um fit pretty good no not good at all <laughs> he, he like he definitely probably won't be able to touch the ground for a little bit so um it'll be you know him taking off with his foot on the stand or something and you know, making sure somebody catches him when he comes to stop. So uh, he sure. he yeah. was like hanging off the side of it and could kind of hold it up like that, but um, I don't see that lasting. Like I don't see like at the track him in, like in gear being able to like stop and get off to the side and hold it up. Like he'll constantly fall over. Styles was kind of like yeah. that. Styles is still almost like yeah. that. So. But I think Styles has the will to like not ask anybody for help. Yeah, and I feel like Blaine's <laughs> just gonna be like. Doing circles around the motorhome, crying. Yeah. Like, 
But they, uh, they've been pit biking up the last, like, since Sunday. Sunday they started, like, we made some more trails at the house, and they've been every day riding pit bikes. And that helps Styles, like, because his 110's the same size as a 65, and it's got a cable right. clutch, and the cable clutch is way harder than the hydraulic. So I feel like the – Yeah, the, so whenever it gets on that yeah, hydro so, clutch, yeah, yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, so – but Bladen, his pit bike's a little TTR fifty, so yeah. <laughs> I didn't want you right. know. You gotta have something that they can actually handle in the backyard when I'm so I don't have to be back there constantly watching them. I just let them get out in the in the woods behind the house and rip it up, and I get my stuff done. So it's kind of like the babysitter. Yeah, you just throw them out there and let them go. Yep. Yeah. Sat on one uh, this past weekend at, at Boone Diggity. Just I was like, you know what? Let's see how he fits, you know, on one. He he rode a KX for, I don't know, like 50 yards once, and he was like, I'm ready for one. Well, no, not not yet, buddy. So <laughs> yeah. um, so he set on a, a gas gas up there, because, you know, he's all about red. That's why he likes the gas gas bike so much. So um, he'd set on it and fits it surprisingly well. So he's he's kind of tall. Yeah, yeah. But, Blayton's uh, a short little dude, so. Uh, He's still young, though, isn't he? He's he's yeah, yeah. He's AMA six. He's got a good birthday. It's the end of January, but oh, um, my kind of so birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But on those micro bars, uh-huh. his hands are so big that he's a like dad. My fingers are touching right here, and I look there. Basically, <laughs> his, if he squeezes really hard on those micros, his fingers can almost touch his palm. Oh my goodness! Yeah, he's so. Yeah. I, what's that where did he get the the tall like he's a big six-year-old i would consider that yeah because he's bigger than bladen and bladen's yeah. bladen will be eight uh in august yeah he's yeah so my wife is uh pretty tall like so i'm short so i'm five seven she's five six so that's why she can't wear tall shoes or she's taller than me so <laughs> but, mean, uh, me and my wife had the same problem I'm like five six and a half, and she's probably five six. <laughs> so. <laughs> so, so her dad is tall, and then you know, like all of all of that side of his family is tall. So oh, okay. that's where that comes from. My dad's a normal height guy, but yeah, I'm, I'm pretty short. Yeah. Well, uh, what's been happening in the in the Shaw family world other than other than racing? Is there some news that we need to break? Yeah, man. Yeah, there's there's some news. So we haven't. Uh, we weren't getting to ride much. Uh, we didn't, you know, we had a, a, a track in, in Sheridan, Deer Creek, that let us come down there and ride some. But we heard that that uh, PBMX was closing, and Dad kind of jumped out on a on a limb there and purchased that. So yeah, we're the new owners of uh, Pine Bluff Motocross, or now it'll be known as Pine Bluff Motocross Facility. So yeah, yeah, man, big deal. That is a, b- a very big deal. What uh, I I can't. What made you just kind of decide to jump on on the track? Just were y'all looking at one like property to kind of start y'all's own before y'all heard of of PBMX closing, or like was it kind of just like a hey, it's already kind of the base is there. Let's try to let's try to grab it up while while we can. It's kind of close to y'all. Yeah. So like. I grew up racing there on eighties and stuff in the, you know, mid late nineties. And then, you know, we just, we've, we've always raced there. Obviously I had a hiatus for, you know, being gone in the military and doing all that kind of stuff. But yeah, it's, 
you know, we heard that that RD was was going to sell it, and it was looking like it was a good possibility of it turning into like a a hunting lease. And my dad's like, man, that's we can't do that because that's a big part of Arkansas Moto right there. Mm-hmm. And if that was gone, that's a that's a big chunk of our <laughs> of our riding potential gone. So he's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna step in and do something about it. So he, you know, he's retired. He's got time to work on it. Um, I don't with my real job. So basically, I don't have any more any free days that I did have between work at my real job and traveling to and racing with Barrett are gone. <laughs> like I've got a, I have no free time. Period. So like you know, it's just it's either at my real job at the racetrack or at the racetrack we own. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's, uh, but it's cool. I mean, we all know it's a, it's a lot of work, but he likes it. He's been out there grinding away. He's made some big, uh, big steps out there. Luckily, you know, I think 2020 Vernon McKitty come in and did the, the rebuild. And you guys rode that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, like the bases there, it took, it took a long time just to, to bush all grass down, but the faces of the jumps are still intact. We're brushing up on them right now. Got a dozer out there. Uh, it should be down there. The dozer should be there today or tomorrow, but we got our water truck delivered finally yesterday. It came in out of Norman, Oklahoma, and had to like you know put some side sprayers and everything on it so it would be actually usable to spray the tops and sides of the jumps and everything so yeah but yeah just figuring out that 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 mix right now i I mean we've been to obviously we've been to a bunch of legitimate races and a bunch of legit tracks and we know the end product of what we want it's just how do we make that happen you know what i'm saying yeah just figuring out that right recipe of you know how much do you want to rip it how much do you want to till it? Like how often do we need to water it? And it's, you know, it's just going to be a little bit of a trial and error thing, but luckily we've got quite a few people that are willing to help and, you know, give some advice and some pointers and things of that nature. I'll, I'll, it's, it's kind of exciting to hear because y'all aren't the type. It's not, nobody should be scared of like, if, if somebody was going to buy it, who just like kind of just, does like farmland and you know type of that y'all been around enough to know like what's a good motocross track what is gonna be good for that this area and stuff and kind of like we're all on the same page of how rough it needs to be to to make better to make that whole what is there like a community yeah whole moto community i don't even know if there's a big moto there's i don't even think there's a big moto community in arkansas and it's like here yeah there's not but but you can it, you'll you grow. can build it yeah. yeah there's enough people yeah well kind of what we were thinking in my philosophy of the whole thing was like if there were no basketball courts around nobody be playing basketball like you got if you've got them people will use them motocross tracks the same way obviously it's more you'll a little more difficult you got you got to buy a bike you got to buy stuff but at least if you've got places to ride people will ride yeah 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 so um, yeah i 100 percent agree with that because that's like my main thing with like with here you know i mean we see the people that have interest because they come in the shop they're buying bikes 
but to keep those people that you know they might buy a bike and then in two years they're out and they're not riding anymore because it's if it's really hard to go ride or cost a lot of money just to go ride because you have no local tracks and you're having to travel two three hours away just to go practice people bounce and they're just they're out or maybe they kind of sniff around to get into it but there's no local track so they're out so yeah like uh having it there where people can actually you know it come and watch kind of get involved that's yeah a track probably is the number one thing to actually build the moto community on a local level yeah yep i agree that you know tracks places to ride combined with good dealers you know, having having a good dealership like you guys that know how to point customers in the right direction and kind of give them advice on what to do and, you know, how to maintain a bike. If a bike obviously is <clears throat> getting maintained, you know, incorrectly, then they're going to blow something up and just be out of it then, too. Yeah, so for it sure. Takes, yep. It takes both, absolutely. But, you know, it's it's cool. We've got, you know, the, the prep on the main track going. Um, we have actually access to a lot of sand cause it's right there by the river. So, you know, running a sand track in, and then we've got obviously a little kids track, like, like 50 slash Stasic track that we're actually going to, if there's enough interest, have some Stasic, um, a spot for Stasics to ride uh, because those kind of seem like everybody's got those now. Oh yeah. And then we've got, you know, just for training purposes, an oval. I know, like, Craig Albertson and Milmer are huge on ovals at game. Um, they spend a lot of time on ovals. and Yeah, I do I a lot of that. Of I do a lot of circles, ovals, just, like, normal, like, off-track drills and stuff in a lot of my classes, too. Like, just, you know, it's a lot of fundamental stuff. Um, but a lot of people get – they kind of forget about fundamentals because they're, like – you know, I just need my kid to pin it here or jump this jump or whatever. But, you know, you have to have the fundamentals first before the kid ever gets to that point. So, and if you bypass a lot of the fundamentals, then, you know, you're just, you're kind of, you're kind of going backwards because you create nothing but, you know, problems. Uh, so that's, I'm kind of on the same page with, with those guys on, you know, having the oval and stuff and having an area, you know, for people to, you know, train and kind of work on little things like that at the local track is pretty cool too yeah we've got um now we've got a corner track it's all in the shade um far away from any tree so there's not any roots but it is it is still in the shade and so we can get out there middle of the day and be you know ripping corners and you know like so those are all things like when we have the uh jake lowry motocross camp down there we'll be able to you'll be able to use all of those dude i'm i'm ready i was pumped when because i've known for a little while what was going down and i was pretty pumped that y'all were getting it just because we talk you know not all the time but often enough that i kind of know where you and your dad are on you know how you think things should kind of go with it and it's kind of in line with you know my thoughts too so um i was pretty pumped just to see like you know hey this is you know, we can all work together to make make it into something, and it's a little bit of a drive for us. It's not in our backyard, but, um, like, races and, you know, weekends that we want to have camps and stuff like that, definitely. Uh, it's going to be cool to, to help build that community. Um, I've got a pretty good bit of Arkansas friends and, like, current customers and stuff, so I've had 
a few of them reach out wanting to do classes and things like that. So if we can, you know, get stuff going there, it'll be, I think it'll be good. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And you guys are, are, I mean, we don't have a, a, a dealer over here. So you guys are basically Arkansas's KTM, Husqvarna, gas, gas, beta dealer. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's just kind of, you know, we're, we're right there. Yeah. Not far. And, uh, yeah. Um, so it'll be it'll be a cool deal. I'm uh I'm ready. I'm ready to see uh I know it, it takes a little bit, I think, you know, um and I know you guys understand that like the first time you open it's probably not gonna just absolutely kill it. The first race is probably not gonna just absolutely kill it. But over time, you know, as long as everybody there was happy, you know, and mm-hmm. left happy, then it just it builds from there and you just keep building your community and promoting and you know, over time it gets to where, you know, it can be established pretty well. So I think that was, uh, I, I liked RD. Um, I had, I mean, I knew RD from in the past when we raced together. So Mm -hmm. I think we kind of had like that relationship of like, I could probably tell him whatever and he's not going to get mad about it. He's going to listen to it and, you know, take it in. But I know some other people who had some run-ins with him and it was kind of like, you know, hey, I don't know you. You don't really know what's going on, so you can not come back. And I, I don't think you can be like that as a track owner. You don't have enough. There's not enough people out there riding to run people off. So you kind of just have to, yeah. you know, be as cordial as possible with everybody and try to, you know, work through it. I mean, everybody's not going to like every track situation. Um, or, you know, maybe something with scoring got messed up, but – I think as long as you can talk to people and be, you know, just be cordial with them and, you know, explaining, you know, your side and listening to their side, I think you can, it's not hard to make people happy. Yeah. I know that, and and we all know we're not going to be able to make everybody happy. We're definitely going to try, but there's some people that you you just can't please. Um, not that we're saying we're not going to try, but there's some people that are just, not going to like what you're you're doing so we're having our first you know organized practice on the 24th of this month so we put it out and some people are like 15 minute sessions like no i'm not coming i'm not driving 30 minutes for that and it's like what hang on like, like you at least give it a shot you won't just get one 15 minute practice and have to pull off and you know for the rest of the day but yeah um so you know it's just it's hard to make everybody completely pleased. Yeah, but I, like on the on that deal of it, like I and I, I guess they're probably used to showing up and none of the practices being separated, and they just go and ride whenever. But mm-hmm. that's not how it. The way like I look at stuff, even with like at the shop, like that's not the way it was supposed to be. So like I try to like use some of my. Um, maybe where I've made it in the sport of like, Hey, like, listen to me. Like, um, I'm not trying to just tell you that I know and you don't, but this is how it's supposed to be. Somebody else at some point got it off to the wrong, the wrong way. So we were never supposed to have tracks. It just opened up and it was just a free for all. Cause that's, I mean, that's lawsuits and you know, that gives a, that gives moto actually a really bad name because, the mom that would rather her kid play soccer, she shows up and it's a free for all. Then she's like, um, "Yeah, like I don't, yeah. I don't want to do this." And so you, so 
the right way is how you guys have it, where you've got practices broken down, so everybody has their spe- their specific practice to be in, so it's not unsafe and it's fair for everyone. I mean, like Nims, for instance, we'll go there, and it's just a free for all. So the big bikes ride for forty five minutes, and then you get to pull them off for fifteen minutes for the little bikes to ride. And before the little bikes, who would ride l- way longer than the big bikes normally because they just have more energy. Mm-hmm. You know, the, there's some big bike guy trying to get out there and, you know, run the little kids off because, you know, he's just impatient, <laughs> yeah. you know. And it's and most of those guys, I mean, Brandon, you probably know. I mean, how many of those guys ride for 15 minutes straight anyway? <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean even like, get out there and, yeah. get out there and hammer your 15-minute motor. Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, most, <laughs> most aren't doing it. So, you know, it, and it's kind of a thing, you know, I, like that's one of those things I'm like, I don't I don't really see pe- how people complain about that. Like you kind of need to look at like, OK, we see what they're doing. They want to split practices up. They're anticipating enough to have to split it up and they mm-hmm. want it to be safe. And I just I don't think you can bash tracks on trying to be safe first, you know, Um I don't like when they're money first and safety's out the window and they're just, you know, we're just worried about making money. We don't care about, you know, if people are safe or not. But when you're putting, you know, the safety part of it first, that to me is, it says a lot. And uh, I think you'll, 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 you'll always have your people that, you know, think that they should have more time on the track or whatnot. But um, those people are probably just saying that they'll probably show up. Yeah, hopefully so. But, you know, I mean, heck, that's not enough riding, and you just ain't got to ride enough at the end of the day, man. Holler at me. We'll let you out there. Yeah. I mean, and my kid will be out there riding. He never gets tired. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> most people put an hour, maybe an hour and a half on their bike in a day. They're not yeah. putting, you know, so that's the thing. And I guess maybe it's the guys that, you know, they, they think they want to show up and, you know, be there for, for two hours, and and that's it, and, you know. And that's kind of a fantasy I think we all would, would like to have is to show up at 8 o'clock and ride till 10 and be done. But <laughs> that's normally yeah. normally not how it goes. So um, I, they kind of need to, I, I would say, get with reality a little bit on that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But yeah, we. Um, I, I'm just excited to have a place, you know, that, like, you know, I can, me and my dad can go ride with my kid and just have a spot where we can, we can jam out. He can get faster and finally get some seat time. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's just, <clears throat> we really didn't, I know everybody says, well, we don't get to ride enough. We don't get to ride enough, but literally my, you know, I mean, I, I work in law enforcement and my wife's a nurse. And so when we got two other kids, Barrett would ride literally when we show up to go to the races, you know, that yeah. would be, that would, that would be it. And on the weekend we weren't racing. Well, yeah, we would go, ride at another local track and i mean that's it but we kind of got with uh ozzy barbary and dad and my wife after the the regional you know implosion i would call it and i was like my wife was like look i'm like he likes this he's pretty decent at it like let's let's make this happen like i'm tired of losing i was like that's it. <laughs> that's the attitude. <laughs> so, so now we're kind of everybody's on on rotation of during the week, like um, taking him down there and you know letting him ride with a buddy, or you know like going down there and getting him on the bike three times a week. So that that would help 
that'll help tremendously. And I'll tell you, like we went to the boom diggity this past weekend and from basically from regionals to this weekend, there was a massive difference. And that massive difference I know come from like us being out there on the oval with him and him just spending time out there on the bike. And man, he's like trying to break the throttle cable on that Cobra now. Like it sounds like he is trying to just constantly blow that thing up and entry speeds getting better. So man, I mean, I'm pretty excited about it. So I, he's, you know, always wanting his buddies to go out there and ride. So it's going to be neat being able to grow up and for him to, you know, have a spot to ride with his friends and just, you know, have a good time out there. Yeah. So yeah, my kids don't ever get to ride and that's the thing. Like I want to try and get something here that's, you know, same same reason, so they can ride, you know, more often. Um, and I don't know if you know, but my dad had a track when I was growing up. And uh, actually, my dad and grandpa had a track. So it's kind of kind of like the same situation. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, uh, dad and grandpa had the track, and, you know, I was the young, you know, kid growing up. And we had it, you know, they had it on and off through, you know, through the late 80s, early 90s. Um, then another guy had it for a couple of years. Then my dad got it back after that. Um, but we had it so pretty much from before I was born until I was 12, you know, on a 65. And then my dad let it go. But I didn't really ever get to ride much there during the week because my dad worked so much. Like, we might in the summertime after his shop closed, we would, you know, run out there for a couple hours. But um, I didn't have, like, I couldn't go during the week really and ride a bunch, but it wasn't when I was growing up, that wasn't like a huge deal. Like it wasn't a huge, a huge thing of people going and riding during the week. So it was more of just the weekend and, you know, having a place local to go every weekend. And, uh, but we raced a lot and my dad just didn't have the help and the time to keep it going. So he let the lease run up on it and, and it's, uh, it's history now. So, (laughs) okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so did your dad have the motorcycle shop back then too? Yeah, my dad's had a shop since uh, 87, yep. Okay, so, yeah. Yeah, so that's, uh, you know, he's pretty much, this is, I mean, I don't know before he was 11 or 12, whenever he got into dirt bikes, what he, you know, did other than what normal kids do. But, um, yeah, he once he found the, got the bug for dirt bikes, like, that's, you know, that's been all he ever has done. So, <laughs> and he kind of just passed yeah. it along to me and, you know, pass it on down yeah. so uh and then you know you mentioned ozzy earlier i don't know if you know that me and ozzy have been buddies since we were like man six years old probably um i remember going to pine bluff and racing there like on a pw and racing ozzy and uh <laughs> <laughs> anytime yeah. we would go to any like area qualifiers regionals loretta's any any big race you know if you know, Ozzy and his dad would be there and, you know, we would talk to him because they were, it was considered like he was local to us, even though, you know, we were three hours away, yeah. it was still like, you know, we were local riding buddies. And, uh, it was kind of cool that, you know, like we grew up, you know, going to a lot of the same stuff, you know, went pro around the same time. And we even joked at the, uh, at the pro race that RD had there at, at Pine Bluff that <laughs> we were like, we're plus 30 now racing here. Like it's been, you know, almost 30 years since we you know since we yeah. raced together at that track and uh it's pretty cool but yeah me and ozzy go way back he's a good guy him and his dad i've known him for pretty much my whole life i'd say since you know six years old yeah, now. It's like 
<laughs> yeah, he's a great dude. Um, you know, and he's he he likes to you know you know spend time with his son at the track. His, his son Junior, he's got great form. He's going to be he's going to be fast. Yeah. So dude's going to be uh. Uh oh. Think we, think we lost him. Think we lost him. I think he was cutting out, maybe getting some bad receptions. Yeah, not sure if it was us or or him. It should be. Um, um, we're going to hit him back. Yeah, technical difficulties are great. Right. Hey, you there? <laughs> yeah, I'm here. All right. But, yeah, well, um, so is there back on the track is there like plans to race and stuff i mean i know you guys probably do eventually want to race but is that like something you're like all right we're gonna practice for a year and then kind of look into that or is it something like y'all want to try and do pretty quick yeah so the goal right now obviously is just have some organized practice days and then you know organize some some camps with uh with trainers such Mm -hmm. as yourself and then kind of what's really kind of on the back burner at the moment is races, but we do want to have them. Uh, we do want to, you know, be a part of the state series and we just want to make sure that we're, you know, everything's up to snuff, everything's right before we commit to, you know, a date with the, you know, state series or anything like that. We don't want it, you know, to be a letdown and really, I don't, think it would be i just we want to make sure everything's right that's why we didn't we didn't really want to announce anything you know or schedule anything until we knew that we had you know equipment there we had a good water truck and you know we don't want to let nobody down so that's the big you know the big thing making sure that everything is in order but yeah yeah, we we do have races and we're thinking that those organized practice days and everything will be able to kind of help us prepare to get there and i will say that the gates need some work so that's that'll be my uh that'll be my next project yeah yeah i think it was really cool when i saw um i guess you posted it maybe or i don't know who runs the the uh social media stuff for the for the track but y'all posted the uh picture of the water truck and all and i'm like it's pretty cool that like well yeah like you Y'all recognize that what you need to spend the most money on is the water truck. <laughs> and I think a lot of tracks, like, don't understand that. Like, your biggest investment probably needs to be your water truck because it needs to work every time you're open, and it needs to work really well, uh, especially where we live. So, you know, you know, you don't get rain every now and then. You don't get rain all the time, and it's, you know, always 100 degrees. You need it. You need to be able to water. Yeah, for sure. And really having a backup is a great idea so yeah got a a water trailer and we you know we're totally on board with trying to find a backup water truck just in case like this one should be knock on wood very solid it's a you know fairly new uh water truck i mean she's got air conditioning in them so (laughs) i mean that's you know if you can if your water truck's got ac unit in it then you're you're doing all right yeah for sure um but yeah, we got that, and if we can have a backup, man, we'll be we'll be tickled. So yeah. we just—that's the one thing you can. If if everything goes bad, uh, you can always you know till something up with a smaller tractor. You know, prep it. It's a little bit slower, but you can you can either water or not. So 
that's uh, that was the main focus. Yeah, that's cool. I was I was pumped to see it. So uh, we're talking about racing, and so I'm I'm already like on the promoter side of it. <laughs> I have okay. the, I yeah. have an idea. Here we go. Okay. So later. you've been in. We have like a group chat, Shot Motor Pod group chat. Mm-hmm. First race y'all have. I'm going to put a hundred dollars down on the pro class. 250 Pro Sport, 450 Pro Sport. I'm going to put $100 down. Whoever can out-hole shot Jake will get the $100. But say Jake gets the first hole shot, then it just rolls over to the next moto, and then we'll put, like, double or nothing on it. You know, like, every moto, it rolls over, Jake gets a hole shot, and so, like, maybe in a $100. What if I don't ride Pro Sport? You're gonna ride a pro sport. <laughs> what? You're just doing. Then what you'll, if? Then you'll just do a, a a first lap, whatever. I'm okay, putting you on. Okay. What pro if sport. there's like ten guys there and I'm like tenth off the start? Do all not the nine guys that beat me off the start get a hundred? No, the dude who got the whole shot gets a hundred dollars. Okay, so only the guy that gets the whole shot. Yeah, but if you get the whole shot, then it rolls over to the next moto, and then it's it's doubled. So then it'd be two hundred dollars for that whole shot. Then if it roll, then you get it again. Rolls over to the third moto, three hundred dollars for a whole shot. You know. Man, I like it. Shot, and like we'll it. get like a whole big fake check. I don't know. I don't know how you get those. Why can't you find like somebody fast to do it with? I don't know anybody fast besides you. <laughs> so, I mean, we we can do that, or we can do like a put them on like a fifty and make them race to fifties. I'm not racing a fifty. I'll race an eighty-five. We can no eighty-five. Uh, a fifty's too small. I can't jump. Okay. Yeah, that's the point. Neither can they. No, have, have oh, you seen like the a, 50 Like class? a head-to-head Jake versus Barrett, like showdown. No, he beats me 100%. And, oh, yes, for no, he, sure. He, On a 50? He, yeah, he jumps. He beats me 100%. We're, we'll do that. We'll do something like that. Put you on like a 110 then. Oh, See? 110, I, yeah. See, now we're close. Now we're, now we're close on the 110. Yeah, well, you do something like that. The 65 is uh, 65 is hard to control in like, you know. But it's I'm a little big on 50, it, but but the eighty five would be wild. Yeah, uh, the eighty five. No, fifty is sketchy. Yeah, it's very. <laughs> I have jumped on one. Going to do an example for my boy. I'm like, yeah. look, dude, here's how you need to come here. I'll show you. <laughs> so I get on it, man, and I mean, like, as soon as I'm, you know, that thing's on the pipe, and I'm headed towards this corner, I'm like, this is so stupid. Like, I'm gonna wad up right here on the kid's bike in front of my dude. He'll never listen to anything I've got to say. Yeah, so I, I've got to. You know, I've got a good story about that. I was doing a class at a track that used to be open close to here called Field of Dreams. And uh, the kid Noah Gagno that he used to come to all my classes and stuff, was I was pretty close to him and his dad and stuff. We, my dad kind of got him into riding and all. And uh, he, I got on his 60K at 65, and I was going to show the kids how to hit, this, hit a rut because they were, you know, all of them were goobing it up. So I get on it. Did I hit the rut perfect? But coming out, once it, like, really got on the power, my weight, like, was a little bit, you know, was back a little bit and just that much weight. Like, <laughs> it hooked up, dude, and looped her huge. <laughs> Larry, Luke. Lou- <laughs> There, yeah. kids. That's why you make sure your suspension works for you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's why you can't be 130 on a 65 and come over, you know, come railing through a rut like this because, yep, it's not going to hold. And, uh, but no, uh, 85 though? No, that's no, unfair. Dude, I, no, I've, I've gotten on an 85 
Do you remember when I got on at Dan's? Yes. Were you there? And I jumped like everything. And I, Brandon, it was funny because I, like my kids, my it was my oldest boy's eighty five, and he had just started riding it, and uh, they were out there watching, and I stopped, and I'm like, "What'd y'all think?" And they're like, "You're like as fast as Danger Boy." <laughs> I'm like, "All right, I'm not that fast on it, but I'm sure I looked pretty fast on it." But we're gonna put you out there. I'm gonna. It's gonna be like a whole. We're gonna make something out of it. I like the whole shot idea. You know, no, put the I mean, pressure that's cool. on you. Like, you know, but I I think we could come up with a lot of cool ideas. Like I'm I'm with Grayson, like I've always wanted to promote a race, but none of okay. the guys that are like uh track owners that in our area, uh, I've never like had like a a good relationship with them where I could be like, "Hey man, let me let me uh do some promoting and like come up with an idea on a race and just like you make the money, just let me like, you know." And they'd be like, "Okay, yeah, yeah. cool." Like they're they're kind of all like have been, you know. I've given them ideas of stuff, and they're kind of just like, eh, yeah, I'll think about Sounds it, really you know. And uh, so with you guys, maybe we can like, you know, come up with some, you know, different yeah. one-off race stuff that you know, just to try to attract people, you know, because I think that's like, you know, with tracks now, it's like, other than you know your prep, because your prep gets a certain crowd you know that's gonna get your heavy racers but everybody else you've got to kind of think outside the box and have some different stuff to really like get people there and uh another things yeah we'll do whatever yeah yeah one, my dad will probably wrestle a bear do whatever, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> remember like will ferrell's character yeah. with the flint tropic the yeah. basketball thing? yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. but uh, no um so like and one thing like if you need, like, um, when it comes to race time and however long it is, like, if you, like, need, like, whole shot awards or whatever, like, I can reach out to, you know, the different companies. And I've offered this to other tracks and tell them, like, hey, let me know. And they just would never let you know. But most of the companies right. want, like, a flyer, like, ahead of time so they can, you know, with their logos and stuff on it. So they see that, like, they are getting some kind of exposure out of it. But most of them will throw in, you know, a bunch of, like, goodies to give away. And I'm not huge on, like, having to have something at the race. Like, I don't even care for the – like, I honestly don't even care for a trophy. I just want the track to be prepped good and it to be a, a well-ran event. Like, I, the rest of it I don't care about. But there's a lot of people that they want, like, good trophies and they want, like, whole shot awards and maybe even prizes for, like, the top three and all these different little things. So um, there's a lot of people out there that, like, that actually makes a difference if they go to the track and the track gives back a little bit. So just some ideas sure. on like little things that I hear people talking about. I think that probably what we would, I mean, we're growing up and just getting like these big trophies for first and second place. Yeah. Even the local races, you know, and you show up to the state championship race, which is always held at Pine Bluff. I mean, you'd walk out of there with, you know, five foot tall trophies. Oh yeah. Yep. It was cool. Versus, I don't think my kid has ever gotten a trophy. I mean, he has stacks of these, you know, plastic plaques plates. and everything. So, so what do you guys think? I mean, we would probably, <clears throat> we're, we're leaning towards bringing back the trophies, but probably not giving out like eight of them. Yeah, <laughs> so no, class, you know what I, mean? like, I do hear a lot of the people that like they do are like, man, like, you know, I I think some the the tracks and stuff think that people are okay with the little cheap plastic little you know little white plastic with a sticker stuck on it yeah and like people like me like I, whatever i don't care um but a lot of people do want an actual trophy so i think yeah like the bigger races 
you talk about like the the big trophies. I remember same thing like growing up. My dad and them would have the Mississippi State Championship at their race, and yeah, you would have these big trophies. Like it was like you know they tried to make it a big deal. Um, and I mean, if it's me having a track, um, I don't know how much y'all looked into AMA stuff, but I would want to be AMA, and I would because if you're an AMA state championship, you have a number one plate. Yep. You have an actual AMA yep. recognized. Uh, featured event AMA number one plate and to me that draws like dude you're getting people from all the surrounding states because they want to come win an AMA featured event number one plate yeah and like absolutely yeah, yeah so I know it costs a little bit of money to be AMA but there are perks that go with it um so you know but yeah I think that, you just have to ask the majority like would you rather go trophy to eighth place with little cheap trophies like little the plaques, little plaques or, or would you rather go, go to third and get like actual big trophies yeah you just well, I don't, have to ask. i mean to me on a local level like i don't think you should go to eight because like well, I, you might not a, have that, eight that even just to, a number but, but even to five like it's kind of like top three you get on the podium you get like you know and uh and maybe you could have like the little cheap stuff for you know fourth and fifth but like top three you know, like they really get something to show like Hey, I was, you know, I was yeah. on the podium. I got this cool trophy. Um, I've got some, uh, a King of the Hill trophy. When you would win the whole series, uh-huh. they gave massive trophies. Like, they're taller than me. Yeah. They're well, big. Yeah. And, uh, so they're, what, like, four foot tall? <laughs> tall. They're, like, six <laughs> foot, Grayson. They're almost as tall as you, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. So that's probably what we would end up doing is, like, having some of this stuff. I mean, it really, I mean, obviously you're carrying it towards kids but you know you want to if you if you get first i mean you know as a kid like wow you get you're walking around here with this trophy as big as you are yeah. versus having you know just another little plaque that you're going to throw into the the stack of plaques that you already have but <clears throat> you know that may not be you know be everybody's cup of tea somebody that ran six may be mad they didn't they didn't get one but we'll just learn as we go i mean that's all we can do there oh yeah oh yeah yeah you were talking about the ama thing that is something that we we do want to do that's on the radar like i say i mean that would be down the road but yeah that's that's the goal i know that like alabama's state series is is an ama deal um and several others so yeah that would be and you're right i think it draws a a bigger crowd yeah it's just there's you know, it. I think it gives some legit legitimacy to it. Um, and I, my like opinion, like I think, and it's. I know some people don't like this, but I think every track should be AMA, uh, just because of having to, like, to keep up with. You know, this guy's been racing for three years, but he's still riding the C class. Like, if every track's AMA, well, then you don't have that. You get, you get a better point system of moving people up. You just get you get more consistency because it's going to be the same classes. Uh, you get consistent rules, so it's not like well, I went to the arena cross last weekend and my kid's nine, he can race the fifty class. But then I came here and you're telling me I can't because he's nine and your class is only seven to eight. But at the arena cross, I could, and it, they don't understand that. You know, it's just all these different. You know, we have all these different rules, and if it's all if it was all one uh, sanctioning body, then you know it, it's consistent and uh i get that from bmx because i used to race bmx and uh everything bmx is usa bmx every track in the country so there is no like you know it, it, they their point systems kept up with um 
if you win, they might have changed it now, but when I was growing up, if you won six times, they didn't have beginner. They went, you, were, you were novice from first. But if you won six times in the novice class, you had to move up to intermediate. It didn't matter if you won six times at your local track or if your sixth win was the national. Like, that was, if you won six times, you had to move up. And it just, you know, that moved up people um, more frequent, and it, it it kept people being able to, you know, have plate, you know, having that competitive edge because, like, they were, sure. they weren't always, you know, well, I'm always tenth because you know these guys in front of me have been racing way longer, you know, always beat me because they're not, they won't move up to the next class, you know, and it's, um, and as a track owner, just by and like being like, hey man, uh, you got to move up because you're too fast, like that just doesn't really work, so. Um, right. And you know, having the backing there to to help, but um, I don't know that everybody will get on board with that. But <laughs> that's just my opinion yeah. on it. It's all it's something. I like new. it. I mean, <clears throat> I like it. I mean, you know, when you run the the Texas Winter Series, and you know, a couple other different races. Just for example, I mean, you have an eight year old kid coming through there on a P dub with his kneecaps over the top of the handlebar. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, it just but you know. Talk about the winter series. We met so many people. Everybody's like, well, you know, there's just not that big of a base for riders in Arkansas or Mississippi or whatever. And I'm like, we race with people from Illinois and Colorado all the time in Texas. It's like the the folks from up north are having to drive through Arkansas to get to Texas. It's like, they'll stop, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, so so, you just just make it a draw. Yeah. To me, it's not like a. You know, well, you got to be here. It's not going to work. To me, it's a you just have to build it and show people and make something people want to come to. It doesn't matter necessarily where you're located. People will drive to you if it's worth driving to. And uh, and to me, if you if you start having bigger events and people are coming, that just grows your local base because then it it's people want to get involved more with it. You know. Um, Maybe they've never raced outside of Arkansas, and they've never seen a big race, and they, you have one big one. They come to it, and they're like, oh, wow, this is what they're talking about. So then they kind of, you know, they get more involved, and uh, it just grows from there. And uh, and that's with, like, if you have a track that is good enough to produce kids that can make it to the next level, I feel like that is intriguing to others that are like, well, I knew him, and he made it to that level, so I can make it to that level. You know, they get that where they can relate to it more versus like, well, that kid lives in California, and I just see him on TV, so you can't really relate to it. But if you have the kid that, you know, lives two towns over and goes to the local track, and, you know, he's qualifying for Loretta's and getting top tens and stuff, then, you know, your other local kids are like, well, he can do it, so can I. And it kind of rubs off, but... If you're not an area that's producing guys, then you know. Then I feel like people lose interest just because it's you know, it's not reality to them. Yeah, yeah, I agree. They they just kind of feel so, you know, like it's so much so out of their grasp or yeah. out of their realm of possibility to do it. Exactly. Yep. Yep. So I mean, I grew up in a time where um, I don't remember us having you know we had Kevin Wyndham, but I don't remember like having any other guys that that I would say that we, we looked at that were like, oh, well, they made it. Like we, you know, but, you know, we all liked going riding and racing. And I had friends that, you know, were my same level that we pushed. And, 
you know, we all made, you know, to the professional level. And um, I feel like maybe some of the kids behind us could have, like, like could see that and, like, kind of could push to that, which none of them from Mississippi ever stuck with it long enough to do that. But if you come North Mississippi, Memphis area, Mid-South, I mean, there was. You had, you know, Josh Cartwright came from here. Casey Cochran, I would say, came from here because Casey was winning titles at Loretta's still living in Memphis. Um, so before they went to a training facility, uh, I mean, Kenzie has always lived here and look how good she is for a girl. She's one of the you know best in the country. And, uh, you know, so like the areas can produce, but I feel like it, you know, you got to have the tracks for it and then you got to have the people that can kind of guide the, the youth, you know, into it. You can't just, uh, it, it rarely does it just happen, you know, just based off the, the one kid and his dad, you know, you got to have a lot, a lot of, you got to have a community pretty much to make it happen. And, and we lose a lot. We get a lot of kids that are fast and good and, and they move, they, you know, I mean, Casey moved from the mid South area because, you know, it was not super good here and they Mm -hmm. moved to a training facility so they could ride every day on something that would, you know, make him to what he's into today. And, uh, same with Cartwright. He won Loretta's and he had made a deal with his dad that, you know, he wanted to go to GPF and, and live down there. Um, and because he won Loretta's, he kind of got to, he got to do that deal. And, uh, you know, you get to a point where the, your local riding sometimes is only going to take you so far and you have to move off to continue to grow. And unfortunately in our area, I mean, these kids can't even make Loretta's. So they're having to, to move off just to be a, a, a Loretta's speed kid. And, uh, we need to change that, and it's, you know, it feels like kind of we're the only ones that, you know, sometimes want to have the ideas to change it. So um, I'm glad yeah. you guys got it and kind of make a step towards that a little bit. Yeah, we're trying, man. If nothing else, we'll at least get out there and have some fun. So get you and, you and Grayson out there, and <clears throat> we can uh, get out there and ride for a weekend. Yeah, <laughs> hey, that's the, the, cool, the cool thing about Moto is if you um, if you don't, succeed in moto at least you had a lot of fun failing you know <laughs> yeah, for sure yeah you know because i know like some people you know you hear people that they play baseball or football or whatever for so long through their you know and, and they don't play the sport anymore you know they get out of you know high school college whatever level they make it to and they don't play it anymore and they don't they might watch it a little but they just don't have like the love for it but like moto like you can be a guy like me who you know you made the pro level but you know you failed at it but you still have this huge love for it of wanting to still do it and want to see other people succeed at doing it. And uh, so it's it's one of those things that's a little different where you can you can get that. So it is one of the things where no matter if you fail or not, at least you're having a lot of fun when you did it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But, yeah, I love it. I'm glad that my kid, you know, um, I knew that he was going to ride. Like when I knew that it was going to be a boy, I was like, well, He's going to ride. I'm not saying he's going to be, you know, like, love it or anything, but he's at least going to be introduced to it. Yeah, same here. If he likes it, that's cool. If he don't like it, okay, cool, but he's going to be introduced to it. And so now, if I'm out there working on something in the shop, which is all the time, that he's out there with me on one of his other bikes, you know, doing something or trying to, you know, use a screwdriver to work on a foot peg for no reason. And just, you know, he's out there like tinkering on them. And so that that's cool out there making dirt bike noises and just doing his thing. So 
he likes it. He loves riding with his buddies. And man, I just want, if you love something, if you really like it, you really, you know, that's all you think about, then you're going to be good at it. I don't think that Eli Tomac or any of those dudes would be where they were if they didn't love it. You know, obviously yeah. they're going to get stressed out. They're going to get overworked. They're going to get burned out. But at some point in time when they were kids, this is all they wanted to do. So I don't think that you can like be great at anything if you don't absolutely love it. So, oh, yeah. you know, but conversely, there's tons of people that love it that you know, not going to be any good at it. And I was one of those. So, but either way, yeah, well, it's cool, man. And it's one of those things that I hope he always likes. And hopefully, you know, if he has a kid that, you know, his kids do it, and that's something that they enjoy spending time together doing. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a, I, same here with mine. I, you know, knew they would always ride, and you know, I would love them to be fast. None of them are fast, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like they, you know, especially my oldest has a lot of good form and stuff. I mean, and I'm kind of the one where you know maybe things will click, things will change, things will come. But if not, as long as he likes riding, which he still does, they ask to ride all the time. Um, mm-hmm. As long as they still enjoy riding and, you know, they grow up, you know, with the love of the sport, whether they, you know, work in the industry or not or you know, whatever. But as long as, like, when I'm, you know, 50, 55 or whatever and still want to ride and you know, have three extra riding buddies, then that's, like, that mm-hmm. was a win for me, you know, whether they end up being fast or not. Like, as long as they always want to ride with Dad, you know, and, and us go and have a good time on the weekend. That's kind of all it's about. Absolutely. I just, um, it's funny seeing my kid out there on a 50 riding with my dad on his, his, Dude, beta, you know, hey, they're just out there riding <laughs> around and my son will just OJ everything just trying to stay out in front of grandpa. He ain't going to let him around. Yeah. And, and when I'm out there riding with him on the old Suzuki, man, I'm just out there and I'm having fun because I'm just watching him because yeah. I can tell like all he wants to do is just, he wants to beat me. And uh, it's you can tell he's having a good time with it, man. I have a good time with it. Yeah, so like he's getting faster. His forms always look good, but I just you know something will click one day, and if it don't, then hey, it don't. But yeah, we'll have a good time until then. My uh, my dad still rides too, so it's kind of cool to see you know the kids ride. He ride, you know, all, three generations ride and stuff's pretty cool. And uh, you know my my middle boy Styles rode Loretta's in eighteen, and I raced Loretta's in eighteen too. So. Like, that was pretty cool to, because me and my dad did that. Um, I'm not sure what years I'd have to ask my dad, because I, I can't remember the years he went. But, you know, for me and my dad to race Loretta's the same year, and then now me and one of my kids to race Loretta's the same year, like, it's, that kind of stuff's cool, you know. And whether you do yeah. good or not, like, just those, sharing those memories and stuff together and, like, keeping the generation of riders going and stuff, like, that's that's, like, really cool, so... And it's, you know, it's cool that grandpa still rides, dad still rides, the kid rides, like, because <laughs> you don't see that, yeah. you don't see that all the time, so um, I like to see that, because then it's, you know, like, somebody did the right thing with that group of, like, keeping them interested in moto the whole time, and, you know, it was never negative stuff, you know, so if we could get yeah. that with everybody, we would have a lot of people riding if everybody stuck with it. A lot. Yeah, yep. that would be, it would be great. Yep. How many times did uh, you go to Loretta's? Uh, I've been eleven times, so eleven times. That's it, huh? Yep, that's it. Just eleven. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, I like to brag with Grayson. That's the the most of anybody from Mississippi. So um, John Murray Barr's been ten. So John Murray decides to uh, 
pull the old steed out again and go because he went last year, but he didn't go. He's not going this year. Um, so I need to go some more so I can keep that number going so I can keep that <laughs> keep the record. But Grayson's Grayson's streak starts next year. I hope, dude. Hey, like I have a bunch of people that I have some dads that have kids that are fast and they watch Grayson ride and they're like. Dude, he's re- he's like fundamentally His and stuff. Like he's really good. There, a lot of them are like, dude, like Grayson's way better than he gives himself credit for, and way better than like sometimes he rides. You know, like sometimes it's mental for him. And uh, and I'm, I'm just doing it for pictures, dude. Like I just want good. I'm, I'm that, good, good form. So when everybody, t- and every, in case anybody takes a picture, it looks good. Well, he made he made some gains at his the last regional he went to. Um, Mm-hmm. He had some, you know, he, he increased his lap times. His fastest lap time of the whole weekend was his very last lap of the very last moto he did. And, like, to me, like, okay. you're always growing, you know, when you see stuff like that. And I think he, yeah. you know, he got to see some kids that were in front of him that, you know, not far in front of him that maybe I think he thought were way faster than him, that maybe he sees that they're really not faster than him. And uh, so – I just we got to get some confidence going. We gotta we gotta get on a little bit better training program, and that's not just him. That's me too. <laughs> and uh, so you yeah. know, but yeah, we gotta. He he's got a chance. We just we gotta work on some stuff. We we we'll get there when it's time. We'll race right when it's time. It's just it's just a uh, little things. Probably you know nothing major. Just a bunch of little things. And just gotta clean it up. Yeah, that's for sure. That's it. But. Yeah, well, hey, it's been good having you on. Uh, we've had you on for a little over an hour, so I don't want to, I don't want you to get fired or anything, or you know. Yeah, his job, his job is a, a little more important than ours. Yeah, it is a lot more important. <laughs> yeah. Um, we need a we need a shop banner at uh, at PBMX. So yeah, um, we need to. We had a Husqvarna banner somewhere around here. Right there. Where? Is it right there? Yeah, that's, that's it. That's like the the cloth stuff. Well, like if you guys have events, like we'll for sure like come over there and and like set up and uh, you know bring the whole all the canopies and the whole setup and everything. And uh, next weekend and for do sure. that. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know that I'll be able to make you it guys next weekend. Make it? I'm. Yeah, it, it, it's it, pretty late notice putting it out there. Well, my oh, thing is cool. I have a two week old baby at home, and my wife might not be like. Well, I would, but my wife <laughs> might not be super thrilled on like us going anywhere right this minute. So I'm kind of waiting on her to be like, you know, like us go do some stuff and start getting out. And then once I know like we're getting out doing stuff, then I can be like, all right, hey, let's take the motor home and and you know go somewhere for the weekend. And uh, you know, so kind of kind of letting that be on her time. So I don't know that. I can swing it, but Grayson had talked about that he was going to try and go for sure. Oh, I'm I'm guaranteed I'm going to be the first one on the track. I'm I'll be there like <laughs> I'll be there like six in the morning walking it. You know, just getting getting ready for my long. Call her at me, man. We'll put you in the water truck. Oh, dude, with the AC in it, yeah, I oh, could dude. do that. AC, fuzzy dice, tinted windows. <laughs> we got the whole nine. <laughs> Sounds uh, like that's that's right up Grayson's alley there. The fuzzy dice. <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. Well, it was good having you on. Um, and, you know, like we said, we'll help, you know, we'll share. We try to share all your stuff anyway. And uh, Thanks, we'll try yeah, to keep doing that and, too. you know, talk it up as much as we can, get some people coming there and uh, hopefully help get some big crowds. I've always enjoyed the place. It's uh, 
I'm not from Arkansas, but when you go somewhere, you know, on a PW and the track's still there, like it, it, yeah. it is like, you know, it's, you, it is, does say something. It is there. So I've got some history there and, uh, it's cool to see it back. I was kind of sad to see that RD had let it go and it was going to be gone, but then. Yeah, the, we were too, man. Yeah. So it's cool that you guys got it and, uh, I can't. I can't well, wait. You guys are honorary Arkansans, and y'all can come over. And <laughs> we're close enough. I mean, we're literally thirty minutes yeah. from the river, so it's not that far. Yeah. All right. Cool. All well, right, guys. Well, I appreciate it. Good yeah, talking to you. Yeah, yes, sir. Good talking to you. Thank you. Yep. See ya. Bye. All right, guys. Brandon Shaw. Yep. So Brandon and David Shaw are the uh, new owners, Pine Bluff Motocross Facility. Mm-hmm. Got to get that right. Yeah. I can't wait, dude. Like, he told me, like, um, it's been a little bit ago. He's like, yeah, get some, like, we'll have some camps and stuff. And I'm like, dude, that's pr- because I know they'll prep it right. Yeah. And, like, so people that are, for our listeners that are, you know, that do listen and, you know, keep up with stuff. Um, and I don't do a bunch of schools a lot right now. And it's, it's not because I don't want to do them. I wish I could do them every day. But I don't feel it's worth people's money. And I feel guilty taking people's money when I don't feel like I can teach the kids what they need because it's hard packed and dusty. Yeah. I just I, I you know, like I'm I'm not the kind to just take your money. I want to make sure the kids are getting like quality. they're actually getting something out of it. They're learning, they're getting a the quality training session yeah. out of it. And when the tracks aren't watered and prepped like they need to be, they don't you don't get that. And yeah. I know they'll do that. And uh, so I'm, like, pretty pumped to be able to, like, dude, I've been wanting to have, like, three-day camps for, like, I mean, like, what you came to. Me and you are buddies because of me having a camp and you coming to it. And it's been a long time ago, but I'm, like, I really want to get back to, like, doing them a lot more and and knowing now that I'm going to have a, we'll have a track that's not four or five hours away because literally that's what the options yeah. were. Uh, that's going to be really cool. And, uh, and then also... You know, I was enjoying it. We were going to their races. You know, we went to three or four races over there. Uh, Every time, don't I, I don't met, think we missed one. I only missed one, yeah, and, and that uh, was the same one. There was one Wade went to Oliver and McQueen went to. Yep. yep. Yeah, uh, that's the only one I and, missed. Uh, so, and so, but like, I was enjoying like two and a half hour drive or so. Wasn't it's bad. not far miles wise, so like it doesn't take a bunch of gas in the RV. You go over there, like it's there's some shade there, like it's a cool like. Just like a cool atmosphere, you know, yeah. and, uh, you know, it just, it, it seemed like pretty decent crowds every time we went. They yeah. weren't, like, terrible. I mean, they were decent. Yeah. And, uh, like, so that kind of stuff, I'm like, I'm I'm excited for it to come back because there's potential there. Yeah. There's, you know, we like the owners. We know that they're going to try their hardest. We know they're doing the right things and always going to try to do the right things. And, um there's just there's a lot of potential so it's like yeah. exciting to see the potential and uh i'm 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 excited for it yeah I, for uh yeah i think it's pretty cool i like anytime you get like a new it's not a new track but new owners do we know it's kind of like when back 40 opened up yeah we yeah, knew we were, it was going to be we knew what it would be and we were excited about yes, it yes and, and, it, and our expectations are still still it's cool. still just as good they don't open quite as much as i think people maybe hoped they were going to open yeah but i mean um, it's kind of hard when they both have full time they have jobs yeah, I'm not so saying that, yeah, yeah. but, but I'm, I'm saying i'm not saying that i want them to open more i'm saying i think some people uh, thought they would you know open yeah. a little more and they but, haven't raced yet but they are about to and yeah. they're in a good series mm-hmm. so like i can't wait like i hope that i can make 
a couple of the, like the two races that they have because yeah. it's going to be another month or two I think before they have around September fifth. Okay, yeah, and so, then October sometime. Yeah, October. so hopefully I can make the September one. I saw they put their gate in and all. Yeah. Like, and so like that's okay. So there's a racetrack two two and a half hours from us. Palm yeah. Bluff, another one. Like if we can start getting some racetracks within three hours of us. Um. Yeah. Then, dude, like then that just like you have options to go places. It kind of builds a little bit more. Then we just got to work on a track here. Because yeah. I feel like if you have a track local, and then you have a handful that are three out, two to three hours away. Yeah. Like, that's really when your community starts to really get going. Yeah, because then you can spread it You around. can spread it around. The tracks can start working together. You can start having I wonder know, how far it is from Memphis. I, I need to ask. Pine Bluff? Yeah, I need to ask. Oh, it's close. Because uh, you can me. go 40 and then cut down. Um, it's it's probably, I, I, bet it's, I bet it's two hours or maybe less. It's yeah. it's not it's further for us not because my, like if it was interstate for us the whole way it would be less than two hours but just the way you have to go through all the back roads it ends up being like somewhere between two and a half to three yeah but so yeah I would think it's probably less than two so that's good because then well yeah I mean you can get Memphis all the Memphis has, crew like and that's my thing like because we go, would go on all those races Mitch would go uh, Baldwin would go yeah uh, but that was really like it and I know. Oliver was out because not because of the track, but yeah. because of the owner. But yeah. hey, Oliver, I don't think you listen, but these are good dudes. Like yeah. you'll you'll like these guys. These are good dudes. Um, and uh, the best thing about it, they are avid and longtime Shot Moto Pod listeners. That's how we met. It's that's how we met them. Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. That's how I met I, David. My um. That's how I met David. Bladen and Barrett would battle it out at Pine Bluff on PWs, dude. I'm talking about Bladen would always get the whole shot, and then Barrett would just stalk him, dude, and just stalk him and stalk him and get him on the last lap, like almost every time we went there. And, dude, it, and it was so cool watching those two kids, though, like because they were just like, I mean, just right out on each other, tooth and nail, just back, you know. And it, I like that because Bladen needs that. Yeah. And I'm sure Barrett needed that. Like, it was cool, and, you know, I think Barrett – well, the last time we raced with him was at the regional, not this year, but the year before at Freestone. And Barrett rode way better than Bladen did. Bladen just I, mentally, I think, he yeah. just wasn't prepared for that. And uh, and Barrett was, you know, not way off. Mate, I wish he he got in Loretta's from that one. Yeah. And uh, I wish Bladen would have, because I, I know what he can, you know, where he could be compared to him. But that's when, like, I met, like, knew who they were. And uh, yeah, then they started listening to the podcast because I think, they saw me at you know at the track and yeah. kind of got the relationship going. So yeah, I remember talking to him the second time we went. Yeah, when it was cold, I had to go back to back. My race was like one or it was like yeah, three. you had like one in between or something. Yeah, like that. and I had to yeah. ride back to and some some I can say it because we're some old guy was like, man, you 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 just race, you come back, and I'm like, yeah. He's like, man, that's pretty cool. I'll hold your bike for you, and I <laughs> he held my bike kind of thing. He's like, I think you. You you're from the podcast shop. I'm like, no way you listen. To yeah. He's like, he's like, yeah, I saw him, and I'm here with my grandson, or whatever. And then I talked to him, and then it didn't click until I think he came. Then we started talking. And then I'm like, oh, you're the guy I talked to. And yeah. So that that's was pretty old. cool. Yeah, it's cool that they're you know they're a cool family. They're good customers here, and they're good. They're listeners. They're you know good for the arkansas community and they've they've met a lot of the arkansas people i know that have been in it forever yeah. they're the good people of uh -huh. like that to keep this to like get this thing going yeah and uh 
Oh, I mean, Arkansas Moto's kind of going to maybe start getting something going on with, you know, getting another, you know, they've got some tracks, but getting one that could potentially be really good. Yeah. You know, so we just need Grayson to hit the lottery so Mississippi can get theirs. Dude, I'm buying tickets. Trying. <laughs> if y'all know when we, uh, if I ever hit the lottery, <laughs> I feel. You're not going to be worth anything. Really? Will you still train? Will you still, like, try to make Loretta's and train, or are you just uh, going to be, like, on? No, I'm be full blown all in okay like can i am i the, new am bike, I the trainer new, that you pay your millions to, to no new bike every month okay so where are you going uh i don't know me and mcqueen will go somewhere all right this episode's over <laughs> <laughs> all right no it is it is actually probably over so. yeah probably yep we've been long enough um like subscribe share if you're on youtube over here if this actually works um we need subscribers. We need like a thousand subscribers so we can start making money. So why is it all about um, money for you? Uh, do you uh, want to do this full time, Beanhead? I don't know what to do with my hand. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> if somehow Pulp listens to this, like we'll do a wrap up show and take Darkside's spot. We're cool. We'll do it. Right. Right. And you still don't know what to do with your hands? <laughs> Put them in your pants. <laughs> all right. Well, we're out. Uh, Leave us some comments. Tell us what you want to hear. Drop in the DMs. Uh, leave us comments if the uh, whole YouTube thing works. But, uh, yep, peace out. We're See gone. You.